Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the Athletic FPL Podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan, you'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. I'm hitting the record button just as the last few press conferences are finishing up on Friday afternoon. The FPL deadline this week is 1.30pm UK time on Saturday as there's no early kickoff this week. Unfortunately now we are in a position where we are almost forced to wait for possible team leaks before the deadline like we got last week. So if you can be online about 15 to 20 minutes before the FPL deadline, I think it's worth waiting on your transfers and your captaincy decisions until then because there's a good chance we might get some leaks in particular with Manchester City being one of the 3pm kickoffs, We'll get news most likely on the likes of Phil Foden and Erling Haaland. So again, leave the decisions not until the very last minute because we did see the FPL website crashing last week for a couple of minutes. So try to leave it maybe 10 minutes or 15 minutes beforehand, but try not to be on the website in those last five minutes because things have gone wrong in the past. On today's episodes, I'll summarise the team news, answer 10 quickfire questions from Twitter, discuss captaincy and take a look through my transfer plans for Game Week 15. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. quick run through all the team news first stop is Arsenal Kieran Tierney played down the knock he picked up against Zurich on Thursday night he said I'm all good just a swollen ankle but it will be fine elsewhere Tommy Asu will be assessed he had a muscular issue Arteta said we didn't want to take the risk we will see in the next 48 hours and see what is happening and also in that game on Thursday night Bukayo Saka played about 30 minutes so he should be absolutely fine for our FPL teams this weekend. No updates at the time of recording from Aston Villa. At Bournemouth Dominic Solanke is fine following his recent injury but goalkeeper Neto will not feature until after the World Cup. At Brentford Ivan Toney is suspended so that's an issue I need to deal with with my free transfer this week and Jensen is fine. He went off injured last week but should be okay for the weekend. At Brighton, Danny Welbeck is good and Joel Veltman can be ready to play tomorrow were the comments from De Zerbi, so Veltman will be assessed today. De Zerbi also had a few things to say about Trossard. He said, I believe in Leandro. He has played six fantastic games since I've arrived, but I think he can play even better. I have a lot of confidence in him. He can score more and play 90 minutes more. So I think, I think Trossard, if you are looking for a new midfield option for the next two game weeks. Trossard is right up there as one of the best cheap options. 
Next stop is Chelsea. Ben Chilwell got injured midweek. He's having a scan on his hamstring this afternoon. And there will be an update on that from the medical team tomorrow. So it looks like Chilwell will miss out on Game Week 15. Kovacic was rested as a precaution midweek. He should be okay for the weekend also. But goalkeeper Kepa is unlikely to feature before the World Cup also. So we're probably going to see Mendy for the next two game weeks. A Crystal Palace... Ochen Edwards and Ducuri will both be assessed in training tomorrow. Their game is not until Sunday. At Everton, there was a few comments from Lampard again on Calvert-Lewin. He said, we can't expect goals in every game, but you see he's becoming more like himself and that's a great thing for us. So again, if you're looking for a new striker, Everton have two good fixtures before the World Cup and Calvert-Lewin, I'm sure, hasn't given up hope of making that England squad, so I don't mind him as a short-term pick. Elsewhere at Everton, Patterson is in contention to start. So Lambert has a decision to make. Does he stick with Coleman or does he bring Patterson back in? At Fulham, there's bad news for Cabano. I think it's an Achilles injury. He's out long term. He's been getting some game time recently. Bobby Reid is also suspended. At Leeds, Sinistera ruled out until after the World Cup. At Leicester, Johnny Evans will be assessed. At Liverpool, Jordan Henderson is available, but James Milner has been ruled out. The big one we've all been waiting for, Pep, on Haaland at Manchester City. Comments from Pep where he's much better. We will decide today. It's a good step starting training. Now we have training this afternoon and we will see. Pep loves that, those three words, we will see. So again, we're probably in the hands of the in the nose, close to the deadline in terms of team sheet. So hopefully we get that. And that will help us. If we don't get a team leak, I think I probably will still captain Haaland and just hope for the best. Elsewhere, Akanji is also fine and available for the weekend. At Manchester United, Bruno Fernandes is suspended and Ten Hag needs to check with the medical team and the performance team on the status of Anthony, Sancho and Martial. At Newcastle, Eddie Howe said Callum Wilson should be fine. The forward mentioned on his podcast this week that he was feeling a bit run down with illness but again I don't really see that keeping him out he has been flagged in FPL now but I still think he should be pretty safe to go there given that it's illness rather than injury at Nottingham Forest Biancon has been ruled out for the season at Southampton Lavia is in contention but he did miss training yesterday Bela Kotchap is available again and Stuart Armstrong should be okay at Tottenham, Hyungman Son unfortunately ruled out with the facial injury. I think he's having surgery at some point this week. Hopefully he can make it back for the World Cup. But there might be good news on Kulisevsky, according to Fabrizio Romano. A Twitter account we don't usually associate with team news in FPL, but he suggests that Kulisevsky could be called up for this Liverpool fixture at the weekend. No updates from David Moyes at the time of recording at West Ham. And finally at Wolves, Nunes is rated 50-50 and Diego Costa starts his suspension. Just before I get on to the questions, the notable players that are on four yellow cards, so if any of these players get booked in Game Week 15, they will miss Game Week 16. Defenders, Saliba, Dallow, Fabian Scher and Mark Gahey. McAllister at Brighton and in the forwards, Harry Kane, Gabriel Jesus and Alexander Mitrovic. So quite a few popular FPL picks need to be very careful this weekend or else we'll probably have to transfer them out in game week 16. So let's hope they can behave themselves.
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Time to answer 10 quickfire questions now from Twitter. Thanks, as always, to everyone who sent them across. First one's from Fabian. People say we need to follow the early team news on Saturdays in order to be competitive. What sources do you use for this? So the last couple of game weeks, there's been one Twitter account in particular, which has been very helpful for our FPL decisions. Now, you need to be very careful and you need to make sure you follow the right account because... There are some idiots out there who seem to think it's very amusing to set up fake in the no accounts to try and lead us astray with our captaincy decisions. So the, the account that has been very useful is on Twitter. It's at Team News and Tech. So I'm going to spell it out because, like I said, there's always fake ones going around. So the Twitter handle is at Team, T-E-A-M, News, N-E-W-S, and A-N-D, Techs, T-I-X. So Team News and T-I-X. That's the one you need to follow. Last week, that account pointed us towards their Instagram account where they revealed Foden and Haaland were not starting. So for as long as that's there, we may as well make use of it. Uh, and again, we've, we thought we solved the issue of early team news in FPL by the deadline moving half an hour earlier. I think a lot of us would now like just to see them move the deadline to you know one minute before the first kickoff, but that is probably a whole other podcast in itself. So follow Team News and Ticks on Twitter. And if you can get online, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the deadline, fingers crossed something will come through. Question from FPL Brooklyn. After 90 minutes midweek and with another important midweek game coming up, how likely is it that Foden is benched again? Personally, I have two free transfers and I'm very seriously considering downgrading Trent to free up funds for a Foden to Kevin De Bruyne move. What are your thoughts? So in first first thing I'm going to comment on there is FPL Brooklyn said there's another important game midweek. I don't think that's overly important. It is Chelsea, but it's the EFL Cup and it's only the third round. It's not just like a semi-final or a final. I don't think Pep will worry too much about that game. So I don't think that should come into our thinking with our Manchester City picks this week. Foden Benz, the last two Premier League games, played 90 in the Champions League. That doesn't bother me too much. I'm an owner and I'm quite confident that he will start this weekend. I will be extremely surprised if Foden gets benched for a third successive Premier League game. I mean, who knows? With Pep Guardiola, he can do absolutely anything. And I'm, I'm convinced that he's he's out there to troll us FPL managers. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. So fingers crossed he doesn't upset us again this weekend. I think Foden starts... And again, we probably don't need to read too much into this or think too much about it until close to the deadline because the team news might come through 
anyway. So I wouldn't be making the Foden to De Bruyne move unless we get news that or strong suggestions that Foden is benched again. That's the only reason I would be making that sideways switch. Question from Andy Shears. If the early team news indicates that Haaland is out, would you bench him or would you sell him? And if it's the latter, is Alvarez an option for the final two game weeks before the World Cup? So yeah, if we get suggestions that Haaland is either out of the squad completely or if he's on the bench, I think a lot of people will be tempted to sell him. But you've got to keep in mind, if you bought him early, like I did for 11.5 million, if you sell him, you'll have to buy him back for 12.1, you know, maybe 12 million if he drops 0.1. And the big factor here, I think, is Manchester City have Brentford at home in game week 16. So I think regardless of what happens, I think even if we find out Haaland's not playing, I think we just keep him because if he plays against Brentford in game week 16, we're going to want to captain him. So I think it makes sense just to keep him and use your transfers elsewhere. I do like Alvarez, but only if we find out he's definitely playing. So for me, very much in the boat of keeping Haaland. And the question then is, if we find out he is benched, do we bench him or do we keep him in our starting 11s? And I think most people are probably struggling a wee bit to get 11 players this week. I've got a couple of weak bench players in Doherty and Nico Williams. So even if it looks like Haaland is going to be benched for Manchester City, I think he'll stay in my starting 11. Again, captaincy will probably move to someone else if Haaland is benched, but I'll probably keep him in my starting 11 because he's capable of getting a goal from the bench, even if he only plays 15 or 20 minutes. So I think the only impact it will have on me is the captaincy if he is benched. Question from Craig Smith. If you're on the Newcastle defensive triple up, is it worth taking a hit to get Almiron or Wilson in? So I am in this position. I've got Pope, Trippier and Botman, which is slightly frustrating because Almiron is the best value player in the game at the moment and Wilson just smashed it in the last game week. And they've got Southampton next, which is a pretty favourable fixture. So I would love to be able to get from Tony to Wilson or even upgrade Andreas to an Almiron or something like that, but I can't do it. Is it worth taking a hit to do so? I don't think so. I think when there's only two game weeks left, those of us that are on the defensive triple up, we just start them against Southampton and we hope they come in again with another clean sheet. And on the flip side, we hope Almiron and Wilson are a little bit quieter than they have been recently. If I'm very, very selfish as an non-Wilson owner, I hope he keeps himself tucked up under the duvet to make sure he gets over that little illness that he has. But like I said earlier, I do expect Wilson to start, especially when he's fighting for a World Cup place. I don't think illness is going to keep him out unless it's very, very severe. So if you've got two free transfers and you can move a Botman to a Wilson or an Almiron, that's okay. But I don't think we do it for a minus four. Question from FPL Bafana. Is there a compelling reason not to sell Mohamed Salah? I've got him and I've got no intention of selling him. The fixtures are Tottenham and Southampton. So in particular, Gaming 16 at home to Southampton. I really like that one for Liverpool. So I'm just going to write it out with Salah. Yes, it's been probably the most disappointing spell ever in FPL with Salah. Unless we go way, way back to his Chelsea days where he didn't get too many points. But... Most teams do have, you know, fires to fight this week or, you know, weak links that are bigger problems than Salah. Again, if you have two free transfers, maybe it's easier. If you're doing a double move, might you might want to free up cash for something else. But if you've got one free transfer, I don't really see any point in selling Salah when there's only two game weeks to go. Question from Steve F. Is it worth sticking with Mitrovic? 
particularly if it would mean a minus four to sell him, given I already need to use my free transfer on Tony to Wilson. And if so, who are the best below seven million forwards? So I had a quick look at my current watch list and there is no strikers under seven million on it. So my answer here is keep Mitrovic. Yes, it's Man City and Manchester United next, but that doesn't bother me too much. Hopefully he doesn't get a yellow card against Manchester City. I, I definitely wouldn't sell Mitrovic for a minus four. I think selling them is fine if it's a free transfer for someone with better fixtures. But again, good chance you've got a weaker link elsewhere in your squad. So keep Mitrovic and just write it out for the next two game weeks is what I'm going to be doing. If there was better options at cheaper prices, yes. But like I said, there's no one I'm keen on under 7 million in the forward bracket. Question from Adam GF. Adam's big plan was to get Kane for the last two game weeks. By doing so, it would be selling Tony and Salah and spreading the money around. But with Sun out, with all the rest of the Spurs attackers, is it best to just keep Salah and get Jesus instead until the reset? Yeah, I think I think getting Jesus and keeping Salah is the best play there. I think having Salah and Jesus sounds pretty good to me. Kane would be nice to have, but he he's also got that slight concern of four yellows, as does Jesus. So, you know, I think there could be a couple of spanners thrown in in Game Week 15 Surely one or two of these guys are going to end up getting booked and that will influence our decisions in game week 16. But again, we'll just cross that bridge when it comes. I wouldn't... The four yellow cards wouldn't put me off buying any of these players. you got to just risk it. you just got to risk it. They don't, they don't get booked in game week 15. Then they're fine for 16. Even if they got booked in 16, you've got the unlimited transfers in anyway for game week 17. So all the players I mentioned earlier, even the defenders like Dallow, if you really fancy him, just go for it and just say a few prayers that he doesn't get booked at the weekend so yeah I would just get Jesus instead of Kane and I would keep Salah for the final two fixtures question from Matthias Amon would you rather replace a player in bad form but with decent fixtures Wilfred Zaha or a player in decent form but with bad fixtures Mitrovic so I think the deciding factor for me here is I just looked at, very simply, I looked at the goal tallies for both teams. Fulham have scored 22 goals this season and Crystal Palace have scored 13. So, you know, almost double, uh, not quite almost double, but, you know, quite a significant difference there. Um, So I would just keep the player who plays up front more so in Mitrovic. Yes, the fixtures are not great, but Zaha and Crystal Palace, they just don't really do it for me this season. They kind of, they flatter to deceive, they kind of, dangle a carrot in front of you and then they disappoint like Zaha did when I owned them. Could could well do well in the final two game weeks but I've got more faith in the Fulham attack and I've got more faith in Mitrovic than I do Wilfred Zaha as well. So I would probably sell Zaha before Mitrovic but that is a pretty close call because Zaha does have the better fixtures. Question from BGFC. Is Jared Bowen being overlooked for the final two fixtures before the World Cup? He probably is. But I think the reason he's been overlooked is because there's quite a lot of very good, cheap midfield options for the final two game weeks. And a lot of them have good fixtures. So Bowen himself has Crystal Palace and Leicester at home. I think he's a really good pick for the final two game weeks. He's, If I was selling a midfielder this week, Bowen would certainly be under consideration. But just some of the names he's competing with, Foden, for those who don't have him, or those who fold Soden, those who sold Foden last game week, might want to bring him back in if Foden's in the starting 11. You've also got Saka and Martinelli, really good options at Arsenal and elsewhere. Trossard, good fixtures, good form. Rashford likewise. Almiron if you don't have him. 
And even James Madison, I think, is still a very good option also. So Bowen probably has been overlooked, but it's mainly because there's so many options. And those names I mentioned, I think you could happily take a punt on any one of them for the final two game weeks and you should hopefully get some points. Just trying to pick the right one is the hard part there. Final question is from Kieran O'Donnell. With Chelsea defensive assets being shaky at best and terrible at worst right now, given Potter's tinkering, do we stick it out before the World Cup or get rid of them? So just again, going back to fixtures, if I had a Chelsea defender, I would look to get rid, I think, because they've got Arsenal and Newcastle and I expect both teams to score against Chelsea. So I don't see clean sheets in game week 15 or game week 16 for Graham Potter's side. So if you've got no bigger issues to fight, I would get rid of your Chelsea defender and look elsewhere. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In terms of captaincy for game week 15, I think it all depends on potential Manchester City team news. If Haaland is in the starting 11, he should be captain against Fulham. Brilliant fixture for attackers. Elsewhere, if Haaland's not starting, Kevin De Bruyne probably becomes the best captaincy candidate of the game week. But also Foden or any Manchester City attacker for that matter. You know, Let's say we find out Mahrez is starting and you want to do something different. I wouldn't be against someone bringing him in you know, for a one-week captaincy punt. And even Cancelo, I think, is fine. So I do think Manchester City is the place to go for the captaincy. Because if you look at the fixtures elsewhere, nothing really jumps out this week from the alternatives. In terms of transfer plans, I will not be making my transfer until about 15 minutes before the deadline. I'm travelling into Glasgow tomorrow for the Celtic game, which is a three o'clock kickoff. So usually at about half past one, I'm stressed. I'm trying to find parking. So I'm going to have to park up early, make sure I have phone signal, get online for potential team leaks and hopefully be able to make a last minute transfer and you know switch my captain if I need to. But at the moment, the plan is. Uh, so thankfully, Saka's flag has disappeared. So that's one less issue to deal with. I'm hopeful that Foden will start. So I'm going to keep him. I've got one free transfer. So I think I'm going to sell Tony, who is suspended, and bring in Gabriel Jesus. But I think everyone should have a plan tomorrow or today, if you're listening on Saturday. Have a plan A, have a plan B, and have a plan C. You don't want to be trying to come up with those plans in the last 15 minutes before a deadline. So have a couple of scenarios. If Haaland's benched, what are you going to do? If Foden's benched, what are you going to do? All this kind of stuff. Be ready, just in case we get that team news. If Foden is benched, that might change my plans, because... I do like a lot of the midfield options, so maybe, let's say Foden does get benched, I might just bench Tony, avoid Jesus, and maybe get a Trossard or a Rashford instead. But the move I want to make, all going to plan, 
is Gabriel Jesus in for Ivan Tony? So that would leave the team looking like triple Newcastle defence, Pope, Botman, Trippier, alongside Cancelo, Salah, Foden, Martinelli and Saka as a midfield four, Haaland captain, Mitrovic and Jesus. Best of luck for Game 15, folks, and have a great weekend. I'll be back with another episode on Monday to preview the final game week before the World Cup. If you've been enjoying the content so far this season, you can support me at patreon.com forward slash FPL General. I'm planning to do some World Cup content over there, so if that's something that interests you and you're going to be playing World Cup Fantasy, check it out over the coming days and coming weeks. Wishing you all and myself a big green arrow this weekend. Talk to you soon. The Athletic.